You're listening to Fucks Given, the one where we answer your questions. Mm, special episode. Welcome to Fucks Given. I'm Reed. And I'm Florence. And we are on a mission to revolutionise the sex space, break down barriers and give the lowdown on all things sexy. Every week, we will welcome a special guest to share with us their juicy details about their best fucks, worst fucks, or even the fucks that changed them. And we'll also hear your guys' sex questions and your worst sex stories. We're all about celebrating your sex. We're removing the stigma around the whole number bullshit. No matter how many people you've slept with, the number never matters because the fucks given are the fucks that made us. Actually, really excited today. We are going to the premiere of Sex Education. Season two. Season two. Oh my God. This is a dream come true being invited to something like that. Oh, yeah. I love that show so much. Yeah, yeah, it does a lot of good for sex ed and getting the word out there, especially because, well, it's, it's basically doing what we're doing, but on Netflix. Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah, so cool. And this is our first recording of 2020. It is, even though you'll probably be hearing this miles into the future. Nah, probably just a couple of weeks. Yeah, just a couple of weeks. Couple we're of really weeks. shit, shit at having like backup episodes. <laughs> It's because we have lives. So much has happened, hasn't it, Reed? Within the last, I have not even like spoken on the podcast about anything to do with my breakup. Oh my god! Yeah. Omg! I'm now a single lady, guys. Hello. Slide into my DMs. Yeah. Oh seven eight. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely not the start of my mobile number. By the way, start mine. (laughs) Try and figure out the rest of the numbers oh my god Mathematics imagine go. if people could yeah text me mate you'd be a genius oh my god has anything happened in your life since um christmas oh uh my partner and i thomas we started seeing a sex therapist oh that's awesome so exciting we're learning i mean we've only had two sessions but learning so much about each other and about sex yeah and hopefully getting some tips and advice that i can yeah. bring to you guys that's so good i really want to do that as well maybe when this podcast starts earning us some money. Oh yeah, yeah. Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. Sponsors, please. Wait, you you've broken up with your ex. Yeah. What's we, happening now? We were together for four and a half years and we broke up in November. Yeah. So it's blimey. actually been like over six weeks now. That's a long time. Yeah, oh, and if you want to check it out, months. there's loads of YouTube videos and you've got the breakup diaries on our Instagram, yes. which are doing so well. Yeah. People so I love. started this like really honest series on IGTV where I'm just literally going through all the stages of the breakup. So like literally a couple of days after, a couple of weeks and like all the emotional times and just trying to be as open as possible. Yeah. It's proper, about everything. proper raw. Yeah. Uh, even a couple of people have said to me like, wow, Florence's stuff is like really really yeah uh, maybe well hopefully made them connect to us more yeah i think it has yeah i've yeah i've seen like a difference in our followers since then yeah definitely why am i going to our analytics right now yeah (laughs) 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 but yeah like new new year new me lol yay i'm so excited i know and i feel like a different person it's actually insane i'm in my new place my new house and i'm seeing a few people Go on, you like, can say the number. I've started this whole like casual intimacy thing. So I was like, yeah. I don't want a relationship, but I want more than just having a one night stand because that's not good enough. No. Like, I want an actual like connection with everyone that I'm sleeping with. One night stand sex can 
most often be so shit. So yeah, you need exactly. that kind of connection and like yeah, and you to want bodies, and you want someone that could be like a fuck buddy that you can see more than just one time. Like you want, but then at the same time you don't just want one. Yeah, because definitely uh, not. You need a plan B. Exactly, and especially C, after, D, e, after being with the same person for like four and a half years. Now I'm like I need because each person will give you something different yeah. and what you need so it's kind of like you need exactly. a catalogue <laughs> exactly so at the moment lol I'm seeing five people hey <laughs> I'm proud round of applause for Florence she's taking Yay. this I've never seen a breakup go so well and someone own it yeah. so well also I kissed a girl on New Year's <gasps> you did a little lesbo experience I'm so proud of you she was a really good kisser oh yeah it was really good actually but then I went home with a guy in the end oh but well, like Still had a good time. Yeah, he's also great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, happy New Year's and Merry Christmas and oh yeah. wait, happy Christmas, happy holidays, happy holidays. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I hope everyone else is having a great start to 2020 as well, and that they all have some good like sex resolutions. Oh yeah, what's your yeah. sex resolution? Just to get loads. Just get loads. <laughs> Just of sex. To get loads. And also like connect with sex and connect with everyone. Learn to reconnect with my body and not to go out there and do anything stupid like not use a condom <clears throat> definitely not happened already <coughs> <laughs> liar <coughs> liar <coughs> I need to go to the sexual health clinic in uh, one week's it's, time it's yeah. always good to check yourself out man <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be going back myself because I'm having PID issues oh yeah so got a PID is pelvic inflammatory disease but yeah you had infection. that and then it went away right and yeah. then now it's pain again yeah so I mean it could be nothing but also so worth getting yourself checked out especially when Definitely. it's your genitals whether or not you know it's something like minor thrush you're yeah. a little bit worried it's always worth yeah. speaking to a professional also you have to really be responsible if you're sleeping with more than one person like I feel like I have a big responsibility that I am not like passing stuff around yeah and like you so you have to use protection with everyone and make sure you get regular checkups definitely I think I might get a checkup like every two, every two months or every three, yeah. three months if not sooner like after every new sexual partner is probably the best way yeah so like just all the time I'll just get those ones that they send to your house and just like constantly be yeah. sending them off every two weeks so like wow this girl's a massive account <laughs> <laughs> whoa like, she okay <laughs> sex, ad- sex addict <laughs> <laughs> so shall we get into this episode and start answering some of our curious fuckers questions yeah we've had so many emails from you guys and so many messages on Instagram DMs as well as a little bit of a story question yeah. thing. So yeah, our email address, so ready. by the way, is fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com if you've got any other questions you want to ask us for yeah. future episodes. And we always have that section at the end of our podcast. We do, yeah. But always, I mean, if you can, try and keep it as short as possible because we don't want to have to cut down your story. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's so painful, guys. So painful. <laughs> so let's let's get started. So our first question is, I'm 20 and still a virgin. I'm a sexual person, but I haven't had any sexual experiences. It just hasn't happened yet. I feel okay about it most of the time, but I'm definitely ready if the opportunity presents itself. Do you guys have any advice for how to deal with mild shame around lack of sexual experience? And how would you go about discussing it with a possible sexual partner? I'm worried it will put them off, especially if it's a casual thing and they don't want the the responsibility of being my first. Oh, that's actually such a wonderful thing that you've still got your virginity. Loads of people lose it quite soon. Yeah, and, and it's good fact, that you're waiting for your, when you're ready. Yeah, I mean, shame can come at any age about not losing their virginity. I remember feeling shame being 17 
and that's like quite yeah. a normal age and I'm sure that there are girls yeah I'm sure that there are people of any gender yeah that feel shame around not having lost it yet yeah when I was um 15 I felt shame for not yeah. having lost, lost my virginity yet because all my friends had yeah and like they were all talking about I even lied and said that I had done it just so I could fit in with their conversation well, because of the shame like what the hell that's fucked up you should be proud that you've still got your virginity and you should be proud yeah. of the fact that you're happy yeah. waiting for the right person 20 isn't like even that old to still have your virginity no. it's really fine and I guess I guess it is quite nerve wracking going into new sexual experiences and not having had them but like you don't have to tell people absolutely not you make the decision whether or not you yeah. you want to tell someone it's your virginity it's yeah. your body I mean it's always you can also say afterwards if you feel comfortable like yeah. oh that was my first time I hope that's okay yeah. there's only been a handful of people that are like weird about it but that's only because maybe they've got the wrong ideas about what virginity is mm. I mean you could literally call fingering a girl losing your virginity yeah especially same sex virginity like what even is that yeah and if they are a really cool person they'll, they'll be totally fine with it yeah like I think it's actually quite a good way to test whether they're worth fucking oh because my god if yeah. they're gonna respect that and like want to explore things with you and like take you through the journey then I think that makes them a really cool person yeah it, it doesn't matter if you're a virgin or not your first time when you're fucking someone is gonna be difficult and tense and a bit awkward because it's all these new feelings and trying to figure out someone new yeah so you know if you do end up finding a partner a long-term partner and feeling comfortable enough to tell them then that's cool or you could just yeah. lose it on a one night stand and that's also cool that is also cool and I, I think you should be open to talking about it with a partner and that can literally just be like you could literally just be making out and then you could be like if things start progressing you could be like by the way I haven't actually had sex yet and like then take the conversation from there. Yeah, it's like reading the other person. Yeah. I mean, it's always possible they might be weird about it because the idea of virginity is like, whoa, it's such a scary word when it really shouldn't be. Yeah. And if you're okay with it and you're cool about it and be like, I hope it's cool, but this is the way it is, yeah. then they might be like... Yeah. Yo, that, that's fine too. Yeah, and then maybe just mention that you haven't been ready before and like you haven't like been saving it for any special person. It's just like, this is the time where you felt ready. Yeah, I mean, we're Finally. talking about this very gender neutrally. Do you know if this was from a, a, a male or a female? Girl. I mean, some guys probably would want to take your virginity. Probably be well into it. <laughs> that is the sad truth, is that that is a fetish. <laughs> to be fair, I've always wanted to take a bloke's virginity. Yeah, like, like be in control of that. Yeah, take that. that's hot. <laughs> You're like, I, I've taken something from you, you can never yeah. get back. I don't know if I'd want that responsibility. Like, maybe I would be one of those people that... No, actually, no. If someone told me and I was, like, still really hot for them and yeah. I was, like, with them and then they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, I haven't done it yet, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, okay, yeah, wow. cool. Yeah, let me teach you the ways. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, as long as they were like open to learning and doing what I taught them to. Yeah. <laughs> Just hope you find the right person. Just find the right person. Yeah. I would tell everyone and if they're weird about it, move on. If they're cool about it, then they'd be right. Yeah. We've got a question here. What to do when you and your partner prefer completely different things, sex scenarios? It's funny because oh. we've literally just done a video about this yesterday. It was really down to whether or not you can compromise. Yes. Or if it's a 
break situation if it's yeah. if it's something that you know will affect your sex life yeah for because good. I felt like I was compromising quite a lot in my last relationship because at, at the start of it I really put it out there that I wanted to be submissive and I wanted it someone dominant and actually to get like quite kinky and we started the relationship out like that but then in the end um my ex sort of basically told me that he couldn't be bothered like it was too much work to be like that dominant in the bedroom it is which quite, it is, is hard work. work and to be fair being submissive is no work at all absolutely no work We're like oh my god take me yeah <laughs> well i mean it is it, there's an element of work of course because you have to yeah have to like act submissive yeah but yeah, it, yeah it's way harder being dominant but you know if that turns you on then you want to do it and of yeah. course the longer you are in a relationship yeah the harder it is to keep the excitement up yeah. and to keep the energy up and I, I did compromise, but at the end of it, maybe it was one of the reasons why we did end up breaking up because I wasn't getting everything I wanted sexually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I so think, like that's, I guess it, people need to have similar sex interests. Definitely. In a couple. De- or at least Especially be open to trying what your partner's into. Yeah. I mean, you should never be with someone that's absolutely disgusted about what you're into. Yeah. Um, I think that's dangerous and yeah. it will it will taint the way that you see them. Yeah, because if they're going to cause you any shame to do with your own kinks and fetishes, that's not cool. Oh my God, that's so uncool. So uncool. Yeah, what the fuck? But people do it and get away with it because love... <laughs> oh love we were supposed to be together yeah that's what I always said <laughs> <laughs> but our, our, our interests and, and what we're into does change as we move forward with different people in mm. our relationships in our headspace so there's no harm in saying oh yeah I used to be into that or I'm not really into it yes. anymore but as long as you talk about it and communicate well that's the whole thing is that you have to be talking about it because yeah. if you both have these separate interests you need to be talking about what you're going to do to like try and be there for each other because if you really want to be there for each other then you're going to have to work around it yeah. there's going to have to be compromise there or you're going to have to be like okay this is never going to work because I really want this in the bedroom and I'm not willing to give that up mm-hmm. I mean it- if there comes to a point where there is something that you do not feel comfortable doing and yeah. that you do not want to do. Yeah, you should never do anything you really not. hate doing. Yeah. But it's, it's like we, we were talking about in the video, I was saying that I really hate rimming. Yeah. I really hate rimming. Yeah. But if I was so, like, if I was in a sexual situation with someone that I really fancied and really cared about and that's what they really wanted me to do, then I would do it. Yeah. But then that's compromise. That is compromise. You might not necessarily enjoy it, but you're giving yeah. them something. But I would enjoy want. the pleasure that they were receiving. Yeah. Or like, you should enjoy the pleasure that, yeah. that they're receiving. Yeah. Like, I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah. If you don't, there is something wrong there. You need to get the fuck out. Yes. <laughs> get, yeah. Because it's all rich. about giving and receiving. It's not like if you only get pleasure from receiving, it's kind of one sided. Yeah. And it's never really going to work. <laughs> no, it will crumble eventually. Yeah, well, yeah, sex is about two people. So the next question from our emails is, I've recently gone through a breakup from a three-year relationship and I was wondering how I can be more confident around new sexual partners as they obviously aren't used to my body in brackets, wobbly bits included. Aww. Any tips on being confident? This is something that's really affected me actually because mm. I've not, I like during this breakup I haven't been like my fittest. So I yeah. do have like a little bit of wobbly bits around my bum and my <laughs> belly and my thighs. Um, but for me, what's I really thought I was going to care about this sort of stuff. But then if I'm comfortable with who I'm sleeping with and I don't feel like a pressure of I don't know like living up to any expectations then I haven't 
felt bad. And yeah. I felt pretty confident. I've just been really relaxed. That's amazing. Do you would you say that you felt like more conscious about it while you were in a relationship? Mm, no, because I mean, in a relationship at the beginning, yes, mm-hmm. but in a relationship, you just get used to each other's bodies. Yeah, and I guess I was slightly, but like not really. But I, I, t- I think it's really common thing to worry about though going into new sexual experiences absolutely but as long as you love yourself and you love your own body then you're not gonna f- you're not gonna feel as um unconfident as you think you will yeah i mean when you're in a relationship like you it is way more casual and you don't yeah. care as much yeah it's kind of like the hygiene stuff mm-hmm. like when you're dating new people you do have to like be on top of your hygiene a little bit more you need yeah. to make sure you're fully moisturized from head to toe <laughs> and that your like bits are looking like nice and tidy yeah especially if you've had like sex in quick succession then you're having sex with another person they come eat you out and you're like can you taste condom down there is my ph <laughs> levels okay oh my god shower on the regs yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but tips on being more confident after a breakup i i mean we can't say this enough but if you can go and meditate or go and see a therapist because it will they do change your life when it comes to confidence yeah um and it's al- also like just doing things for yourself and making sure that you're pampering yourself and loving yourself enough yeah being proactive yeah you know if going to the gym makes you feel good go to the gym if yeah. going to the cinema makes you feel good go to the cinema yeah. do if things that make you feel a burger makes you feel good oh, eat a burger fuck, yeah eat a fucking a burger ve- a vegan one vegan burger veganuary <laughs> Yum. But then also, um, Reed, you have that really good tip where you look at yourself in the mirror and you point out all the things you really love about your body. Yes. Even like I, what I like doing is like pointing out bits that I don't necessarily like about my body, but then like changing it into a love thing. Oh, so like, I love my belly. Idea. I love my cellulite. Like, so, so you sort of change the message in your brain. Yeah. I've, I've also found taking sexy selfies and sexy nudes yes. is really, really helpful for my mind, even if I yeah. don't send them to anyone. Yeah. Um, because sexy selfies can be hard to do, but it takes practice. Yeah. So the more you practice and the more you're like, oh, wow, you see yourself in a different mm. light. Yeah. I knew I, for the first time I had sex after my breakup, I knew I was going to be having sex. So the week before I went out and got some new underwear, that Ooh. made me feel really confident. Yeah. So I think that's a really good tip. Yeah. Yeah, get yourself some like it didn't it wasn't even like necessarily like sexy underwear. It was just underwear that I felt confident in. Yeah. And it was nice. And I wanted to treat myself. It's just it's just about looking after yourself, really. Yeah. It's about treating yourself, loving yourself, and like the confidence will just follow. Yeah. As well as as well as the partner's partner's confidence. Yes. I mean exactly. it does it does help when the people that you're with are like, Why is this sexy? Oh my god, that's been happening to me so much and it's so great. It's so good for your you know, so your, your confidence. Yeah. I don't want to say ego stroking, but there's an element to it. Yeah. And it's important to tell people, I think, if you think they are sexy and hot during sex. And I think that's what I didn't really get in my past relationship. No one ever told, like, he didn't tell me that I was beautiful or hot or sexy during sex. And that's, like, actually heartbreaking. Yeah, that is. Because it's the person that you want to hear it from most. Exactly. But now I'm hearing it, so it's fine. Yeah. (laughs) Get there in the end. This is a this is an advert from BetterHelp Therapy Online. This is an ad from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge.
Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get like Just fill out. <clears throat> Why is it so hard to do? I'm like looking that way. I can't do this. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety <laughs> of expertise. <laughs> with over a thousand, with over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise in mental health. Do you need to say that again? This episode is sponsored by Beducated. As you all know, I've been on a little bit of a celibacy journey, <laughs> meaning I haven't had sex in over a month. So I've been looking into how I can experience more pleasure with my solo sex. And this is where Beducated comes in because they have all the courses that I need to learn how to do like sensual reawakening with my vulva and tantric massage. And also I saw a course on there about learning how to dirty talk. I know this is completely not relevant, but <laughs> I'm really intrigued. No, it's all relevant. Beducated is this really amazing website where you can sign up to do courses and learn about sex like dirty talking. I've been doing a squirting course. <gasps> oh, wow. So... In all spirit of masturbation, May, we're sharing Beducated with you. Yes. I mean, what's not better in masturbation, May, to actually take the time to focus on yourself and your own pleasure and masturbate. And it's literally good for you. It releases all your happy hormones and reduces stress. There's literally no reason not to masturbate. So Florence, what have you been learning in your course? I've been learning techniques that I have never tried before when it comes to masturbation. Which areas are more sensitive and which bits turn me on more? The technique thing has been blowing my mind, like the way that the language is used and, you know, it's it's people just like us teaching. It's not, I don't know, it's not someone sitting there in a lab coat. It's people who have had these experiences. I was learning from Lola Jean. She's like the squirt queen, right? And the way that she talks about even just like not going straight into G-spot stimulation, she's explaining everything that you know, if you have an oversensitive G-spot, you might not want to go in with direct penetration. You want to explore and give pleasure to your G-spot externally, you know, not necessarily on the clitoris. Yes. I feel like if I keep going and I keep practice with this, I will be able to squirt. And if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, you can try Beducated with 50% off the yearly pass with our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E curious don't say we don't look after you and of course you can try all beducated courses for one day absolutely free and you won't be charged for the first 24 hours you can cancel any time and they have a 14 day money back guarantee so invest in your love life today and join beducated now from just 
$8.33 per month. Get access to over 100 courses online from the world's top experts. To get on Beducated now, click the link in the description and remember to use our coupon code COMECURIOUS. That's C-O-M-E, CURIOUS. Invest in your solo pleasure this masturbation may or use it with a partner. You can also get a personalised Beducated gift card for your loved ones. Happy wanking! We wanted to tell you about our Patreon. We just wanted to say that we're independent and this is a really good way for independent podcasts to fund themselves. You can find all the links to the right stuffs in the show notes, in the description, and of course on our social media, on our little link tree. So yeah, check it out and come say hi. Do girls, women really like giving blowjobs or is it more of a compromise to start sex? <laughs> That's, a, that's a really good question because um, it's about, again about like giving and receiving. Yeah, um, I feel like the majority of women like the idea of giving a blowjob, but when it comes to it, it's it's hard work. It is it's, actually really hard work. There's a reason it's called a job. Yeah, you d- you don't get much pleasure from it. It fucking kills your throat, neck, body. Yeah, because it's so awkward. I mean, it's exactly the same as yeah. what cunnilingus as well, isn't it? Yeah, and um, like. I guess like, but dicks don't taste that bad. No, usually, no, usually, usually, if they're clean. Yeah. Um, clean your penis. It's just like boys, I think you've said in the past. It's like sucking your knee. It just tastes like skin. Yeah, it does taste like skin. Uh, and and pre cum, I love the taste of pre cum because it's not like cummy. It's a little <laughs> bit like salty. Um, but yeah, the it's not too bad. the ejaculation bit that's that can be tricky because. There's a lot of like weird texture that we're not used to there. And there's a lot of pressure around swallowing. There is so much pressure around swallowing. And I think there are like other sex educators out there that would say like, you have to swallow because it's sexy. But I, I just don't agree. I think swallow if you if you fancy it, if you want to, exactly. if you want to impress the guy. But in it, trying to do the flip reverse, if someone ate you out and you had like a lot of juices, a lot of cum, and they got up and spat it in the bin or they didn't want to swallow it, like how would that make us feel? But it's not the same because we don't have that like big lump of like gooey stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more thinking like say if you squirt. Yeah. Or like I'm trying to think of the concept yeah. to even it out. So just try and you know, be mindful of it and yeah. how it's going to make the other person feel. I think Ask them. It, to be honest, for me, it totally depends on what they taste like. Yeah. And if you have a nasty diet, then your cum is going to taste bad oh, my and you goodness. cannot expect anyone to. My, and also, please, can all guys taste their own cum so that you know what you're putting women through? Everyone should taste themselves. Everyone. Like, I've and, tasted and myself. Yeah. E- yeah. Everyone should because then you know what you're giving out. Like, my ex's cum was like battery acid it stung in my mouth and that almost gave me PTSD because I used to swallow that a lot so now with with my new partner every time I get cum in my mouth it's almost like my body's ready it's like gagging even though his cum is great compared yes yeah 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 yeah. so funny yeah my ex had a really bad oh I think it's diet I think it's bad diet well it's drinking loads of coffee coffee makes your cum taste bad and I've heard meat as well yeah I also someone told me recently that um, vegetarians and vegans taste better oh my god we need to put this to the test like basically on a on a like a meaty veggie cum test so I obviously (laughs) taste great down there yeah I don't know if the pineapple myth I really want that to be figured out because a lot people say it but I think it's a myth I don't know I guess if you're eating loads of sweet food then it probably would translate into what your cum tastes like but then like you know just loads like of water to be honest I think acid. if you're drinking enough water your cum probably tastes way oh, better oh yeah yeah because you're flushing everything out in other ways so interesting we should do a little test oh god so I, I really taste. don't I do not want to do a could cum you, test I was going to say cum could taste you, test could you <laughs> 
Ew. Could you eat a meat eater's cum? No. <laughs> I mean, vegan. I mean, I probably have. You definitely have. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you think you could have like subconsciously or in some kind of way eaten meat because of? No, I don't know. Goes through the balls and then into the cum. That could actually be a problem for me because I don't want the extra hormones in my body. <laughs> You're like, um, excuse me, I'm vegan. I, I, I choose to spit. <laughs> I That's a great reason to spit, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Although, and semen is not meat. Yeah. Semen does not count. It's yeah. like, it's like you know, chewing your nails or are getting we, hair in your are mouth. Are we even answering Saliva. this question? I feel like we've just gone on like a huge rant about spitting and it's swallowing. True. What the fuck was the question? Oh, the, oh, whether or not women actually like giving hair. Yeah. It, and the thing is, is that it kind of depends. Yeah. And the thing is, there are women out there who don't like giving head and as there are Absolutely. men who don't like giving oral. Yeah. I mean, there are sometimes I don't want to give head where yeah. I can't, I can't be bothered. I don't want to have the neck yeah. strain. You know what? I'm not into it. I only, I want to do it when the guy is clean if it's been like a stanky day like they've been at the office all day or they've been to the gym whatever and they haven't washed like I wouldn't want to go down like if I was any slight sniff of anything that doesn't smell great down there I would not go down would you tell them to go wash uh it depends no because if we're just having sex then that'd be fine I wouldn't mind putting it in my vagina oh yeah 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 sex sex is fine I don't really mind day stank dick it's just because you can't really tell until you're down there sucking it or until you're there it really depends someone just needs great hygiene and I think if you're really wanting to receive oral like when you go to the toilet before things happen just give yourself a wipe with like a sustainable wet wipe yeah or just rinse with water do not use soap because soap can it's horrible don't wash with soap because you can get it down your urea yeah, and that can sting. Yeah, and it's not water, nice for water only for, mouth, for all yeah. genitals. Yeah, yeah, for vaginas as well. Or you just don't want to go anywhere near it with any soaps. Just give a little cheeky rinse. But if you're yeah, I'm going into hygiene now. Like, but if your vagina smells, then it won't be anything to do with your soap. It's probably what's but, going on with your pH but, levels. Like people do like giving head. They do like oh, yeah, they do, and especially they do in a new it. relationship. And they enjoy mm. it because it's giving that other person pleasure, and that's the main reason people enjoy yeah. it. If you don't like giving head, you're not a bad person. No, it's it's something that we we cannot like it because of yeah. confidence issues, thinking I, that we're going to be yeah. terrible at it. I think when I was younger, like in my teens, like I tried to avoid it just because I was quite scared of it, and I yeah. didn't really know what to do down there. Um, and that was like more of a confidence thing, and like. I still would like kind of avoid it and then I had a boyfriend who didn't even like it so it was like oh, got out of doing sweet. it for like two years like so maybe I don't know like I think giving head's great when the other person enjoys it but if, yeah. if, it, if they don't enjoy it then it's not fun mm. if you want to receive head you should want to give head yeah exactly the unbalance is not cool yeah and it can, it's just fun seeing the pleasure that you're giving right? yeah like giving like making someone come with your mouth is such a cool yeah. thing and when you try like a new tongue technique and they're like whoa like, what are you doing down there like nothing <laughs> a star <laughs> I actually did something the other day to someone's dick and they said something like that a star like they were like that gooch duck but it was funny yeah it's funny I'm ball play so our last question for this episode is I think I can't have an orgasm how can I know if I have ever had one I'm 22 years old and I have started my sexual life at 17 years old I firstly tried masturbating when I was 14 but I felt nothing so I stopped I like having sex I love how it makes me feel sexy loved wanted but I don't know what I should feel when I orgasm I talk to plenty of girls who have explained it to me how I should feel but I've never felt that 
It's weird because there's something building up. I feel like getting wetter. I feel like the clitoris is getting more sensitive. And then I feel that I get so warmed up to a point that it's like 99%. And when it should be 100, there are two things that can happen. One, the area gets way too sensitive. It hurts and I have to stop. And two, the sensation stops suddenly. Like I've never... like like nothing ever happened like he never touched me I'm so depressed about this I feel so dirty broken (laughs) like there is something wrong with me I tried alone with a partner with toys with a partner in toys with different girls but nothing helps I went to the doctor and he said nothing is wrong with my body and that it will happen eventually can you give me any advice I'm desperate I love sex but I can't finish oh baby girl we have all been there every single woman has been there and especially that what you're talking about with when it just it's almost like your orgasm resets when you get up to the point of orgasm and then nothing and you have to build again yeah Um, and some people don't orgasm until like in their 20s I know a couple of people that haven't orgasmed until they were 20 something yeah and the fact that you are so proactive about it is good but it does sound like you're putting so much pressure on yourself to orgasm that it's almost stopping you it's it's actually so much mental than physical yeah, way more mental than it is physical yeah. but what you're going through is completely normal and, so normal and so many girls go through this yeah. actually guys can go through this as well it's, it's, yeah. it's something that we all have to experience especially even if you have managed to achieve an orgasm I can still get to that point where I yeah. can't come or I'm oversensitive or yeah. I feel nothing yeah we had a series on our YouTube channel called Orgasm School where we go through different types of orgasm so that might be useful and we also have an episode with grace hazel and she's also on the podcast as well we talk about orgasming on there as well so they might be really good to listen to definitely a lot of it is trying just to enjoy the sex without the orgasm because if you're almost forcing yourself to have an orgasm that's going to make it so much more difficult for you yeah Um, especially if you haven't had one before then the sensations are different like a clitoral yeah. orgasm is different to a g-spot orgasm it's very possible that you're experiencing a G- g-spot orgasm without noticing or yeah. realizing because it's such a different sensation and you don't know you don't know how to recognize that feeling unless you do it over and over again and go oh that must that must be a g-spot it orgasm. is kind of crazy though like having your first orgasm it's just like wait was that it? yeah so because so confused it is so confusing because it's so hard to to pick, like it's so hard to translate what people tell you what a feeling feels like. Yeah, I ha- to actually how do you know how it explain feels? it? Yeah, like an orgasm is a build up and then a release of yeah. some kind. And your muscles are like um, spasming, spasming, yeah. basically like tensing back and forth. And the, the first time I orgasmed, I I didn't even. I, I didn't know it was an orgasm, but I was like, yeah. that felt amazing. Yeah. This is why I'm touching myself. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think I like came to climax by myself masturbating once and was just like, oh that must have been an orgasm. Yeah, that feels really good. Yeah. That, and it wasn't like a spectacular orgasm, but it was a little one. Yeah. yeah. Um, be careful of desensitising as well with uh, toys, sex toys because, yeah. I mean, I love sex toys, but I get to the point where, yeah, can't come anymore or yeah. it, it almost irritates my clitoris yeah, so much. Yeah, it starts that, hurting, like yeah, she said. It starts hurting. Yeah. Um, you don't have to play with yourself directly on the clitoris. Yeah, I couldn't do that. Um, I couldn't literally touch my clitoris. It would have to be around the sides or at the top. Yeah. And that can be helpful. Um, Yeah, definitely check out our YouTube series. Yeah, but also just like getting out of your head and into your breathing. Yeah, Um, breathing. Basically 
try and forget about trying to orgasm it's so much easier said than done though yeah and it will it will come like the doctor is right there's not nothing broken you're not there's nothing wrong inside yeah. you there's such a small percentage of women that can't physically orgasm mm. and we think that that's us yeah there's like a couple of different breathing techniques one way you like breathe in really deeply and slowly and like breathe up through your kind of cervix area so you're kind of breathing the pleasure up and that really helps when you're finding it a little bit harder yeah. when you need to reconnect with the body or well, there's the other one that Grace told us about which was kind of more of like a shallow <laughs> yeah and that can really build it as well um, visualising and breathing and mm. trying to stay within your body rather than being yeah. in your mind thinking exactly. oh my god I'm going to come I'm going to oh I've missed it what oh about, god um, what about like fantasising about something in particular so you're not your mind's not on having an orgasm but it's on this like sexy scene that you're like fantasising about instead and then like, so, like actually when I was masturbating the other day I had this like massive dildo that's just I used like as a like a prop um, on my shelves like I've never actually used it because it's mm. quite big Yeah. Um, and I was masturbating thinking oh my god like maybe I should actually get that dildo and like slowly try and insert it into myself Yeah. and like the thought of that actually made me come oh wow yeah I, I, I do think it's like being like visualising and being focused on your body yeah yes um, um, who is it that told us to visualise your vagina mm. and the pleasure and, and the sensations of mm. your vagina and that can really help yeah or even like maybe try like some butt plugs and stuff yeah like maybe you need like a little bit more um pleasure in like a different area nipples help it feet bum hole yeah yeah just explore your body but like just seriously try to stop thinking about trying to orgasm yeah you're putting a mental block on yourself yeah and just don't yeah don't put any pressure on yourself anymore it'll come when it comes yeah literally literally well on that note (laughs) um, time for us to fuck off it is i hope this has been enjoyable let us know if you've liked this style of podcast and feel free to email us with any more questions that you may have yeah like yeah it's really great actually just to get a little bit more personal with you guys yeah can, like learn a little bit more about us yeah because as much as we i mean well we love having a guest in of course we love we learn, having our guests we learn so much when we have guests so in. much oh. but it'd be cool if we could make this a regular thing yeah let us know what you think um and also email your questions to us at fksgivenpodcast at gmail.com yeah baby and remember remember to subscribe uh, and like, like rate and rate us so that we get higher up in the apple charts <laughs> i think I think uh, that's, that's what happens. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. We don't actually know. Oh, and, and share this. Please yeah, share please it. Yeah, please share it. And thank you so much for being with us into 2020 because we love you curious fuckers so much. We do. We adore you all. And yeah, see you, see you next week. Bye. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch, involved in a then-unheard-of secret organisation called the Illuminati, and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.